This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm very excited to join Managing Director of Pro CFO Partners, Brian Rayfield. And uh, Brian, we're talking today about private equity. And one of the questions I have for you right away is, uh, what are some of the unique differences between small and mid-market private equity uh, outfits than the enterprise, the larger scale? What are some things that they're facing uniquely? Because I know that where their financial functions are concerned, you've got some specific insights on that. But help me understand the difference. Sure, I'm happy to. First, uh, I'm also equally as excited to be here with uh, Chris Chris Benliff, the, the expert podcaster here. So it's really an honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I think, you know, the main difference is, um, you know, lower mid-market focused PE firms. These are firms that focus on buying companies that are revenue, I'd say between 20 to 80 million annual revenue. Uh, oftentimes they have finance functions ranging anywhere from three to 10 people. Uh, they're usually quite kind of, immature, for lack of a better word, finance functions. There's usually no actual FP&A person there. There's kind of a loose um, grouping of people that have kind of legacy, some legacy employees, sometimes a legacy CFO. And I think the, the challenge is, so, so the PE firm post-close, you know, this company has just been through the ringer, this relatively small company has just been through the ringer of due diligence. The finance function is kind of stretched to its limits. It's probably been stretched beyond its limits during due diligence. And post-close, there's a lot more work to be done, right? So these are, again, kind of small finance functions that really need help in terms of getting up to speed in terms of providing what the PE sponsor requires, which is accurate monthly reporting, quick monthly reporting, a budget that makes sense and is logical and has some substantiation to it, not just made up, uh, a budget that builds an accountability by department, by quarter, by month, uh, and quarterly and monthly reporting that is meaningful, not just kind of a PL and a balance sheet. So. Um, you know, once once the deal is closed, um, kind of stage two of the work of the finance function within that portfolio company is underway. And, and I think, you know, oftentimes it needs a lot of help to get there. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I mean, there's a lot to unpack. So backing up into sort of this idea of immaturity and maybe there's, you know, as, as few as three people. Um, and we've talked about this so much in other episodes just kind of an incomplete perspective on what meaningful financial reporting is. What is some, look, uh, back up as you're starting to get, you know, before you get into the ringer, please do these things first. Like what, what are, what am I constantly bumping into? Or I'm surprised uh, when I'm in these small, you know, companies and I'm one of these three to six to 10 people, geez, I wish we would have had this. Uh, I was surprised that they needed that. What am I missing that could make my life a lot easier before I get to that uh, post-close kind of state? Right. I would say there, there are two major items that need a lot of work um, directly post-close. One is the monthly close. So every month, uh, the books need to be closed. Uh, they need to be closed gap compliant. So they need, um, and they need to be closed within a timely manner. They can't take a month to close the books. They need to take usually somewhere between eight and maybe 12 days to close the books. Um, and it needs to be completely right from, from, a, from an accrual accounting perspective. That's usually the first order of business. Let's get the monthly close tightened up, meaning quicker, and let's get it 
more accurate because usually there are some intricacies. Every company has its own intricacies. And usually there are some things that require a little extra attention from an accounting perspective, but they can be quite material. Things like deferred revenue, uh, any kind of revenue recognition, um, things like that, how we capitalize things, how we capitalize whether it's software or machinery or anything, oftentimes need to be cleaned up and formalized. So we build the framework so that the monthly close can be repeatable uh, on a strict timeline every month. I would say the number two thing is tightening up some operational loopholes. I mean, any lower mid-market company, we'll call it, will not have a perfectly well-oiled machine in terms of finance operations. That means like order to cash, how quickly we receive money from our invoices, how quickly we pay our vendors, how often we miss a payment to a vendor. Uh, it won't ever be perfect, but we want to make sure that we're catching major loopholes, that if it is a renewal business, we are sending out renewal invoices, that if it is... Um, you know, that our pricing is looked at maybe every one, two or three years to make sure it's staying up to date. That um, if it's a professional service company, that the rate card makes sense. You want to make sure that these big loopholes, uh, make sure we're getting paid on time, or if not on time, pretty close to on time. Um, making sure that there's a process to follow up with accounts receivable, accounts payable, to capture the big outstanding kind of low-hanging fruit that could really affect the operations and cash flow of the company. So I guess those are the, the two main areas that usually require immediate attention. Why am I struggling with that? Why? Why is probably it? because I worded it poorly. No, no, no. no <laughs> I'm guessing. No. You did. You worded it really well. I mean, why in my company? Why am I struggling to get that? Uh, to get that right? Is it because I lack experience or depth uh, in the people that should be knowing this stuff? Is it because I've outgrown some of those people uh, and I just haven't been able to keep pace? What are some of the sort of key reasons why? I stub my toe on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you put your finger on the top too. So, I mean, I, I you know, I think you 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 figured it out pretty correctly and quickly. Uh, one is you oftentimes do have a finance function that includes people that maybe the company has outgrown. People who have been there from the beginning, um, you know, loyal to the company, great people, but maybe just not part of. You know, we're great when the company was three or four or five million revenue. It maybe don't really make sense at 30 and 40. So oftentimes you need to look at the finance function and evaluate it a little bit from 10,000 feet and say, do we have the right people doing the right things? Um, and secondly, it's this lack of expertise. So oftentimes, you know, if you're running a $20 million, $30 million revenue company, you're not going to get to hire the CFO who has 25 years of industry expertise, you know, and chart and pay him $500,000 a year. You just won't, right? So, you know, one of the, you know, our, our goal at, a pro CFO is to help these companies. They don't have that level of expertise. We can help them. We do help them evaluate their finance function. What have you got? What do we need to kind of improve? Um, and as is appropriate for the size company, we're not looking to build a completely bulletproof finance function in every single company. We want to build what's appropriate for that size company. And you want to be able to give them access to expertise and best practices that oftentimes they just don't have. Um, and they don't even know that they're out there, but they're usually readily available. And if we can kind of match up the right CFO to the right portfolio company, one who has 20 years of experience in whatever the industry may be, manufacturing, software, skincare, anything almost we cover, um, all of a sudden there's all these best practices and all this expertise is kind of illuminated. Um, and the company could take advantage of a lot of things that just didn't realize were readily available to help them out and kind of accelerate their finance function kind of light years above and beyond where they are now. Create the Next is brought to you by ProCFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. 
ProCFO partners are expert financial officers, networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Yeah, and and as you're sharing that, as a business leader, I feel like a huge weight would be taken off my shoulders or it's a huge relief valve because now moving into that conversation of post-close, if I had any sort of friction getting into it with this small team of people, as you point out, certainly isn't going to be a smoother path now with the sophistication that comes on the other side of that. And when you can bring in diverse expert perspectives, experiences, uh, tenure uh, industry verticals that can help shape some of that. Uh, we, you know, it's the old adage, what got me here isn't going to get me there. So help me to understand now a little bit, what is that going to mean for the dynamics of my company? So now I'm post-close, mm-hmm. got new issues that you've, you've illuminated, uh, and I've got new things to think about. Um, I guess I would be concerned that, wow, this is, uh, I just bit off way more than I can chew, or I'm in big trouble, or my five-year plan just got blown <laughs> up. I, you know, Brian's already pointed out things that I don't even, I'm not, I don't even have my fingers on. I don't know. Put my mind at ease. How 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 can ProCFO integrate, but also how can my people or my team, I don't know, just get more uh, invigorated or energized around doing the right things regularly, predictably, mm-hmm. close and uh, into the future. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we are the salve in this situation. So post-close, we just closed. The PE firm is probably a little um, at loose ends with, with the portfolio company's finance function. There's been a lot of demands and due diligence and probably delayed responses and incomplete responses. The portfolio company is sick of this PE firm. You know, the finance function within the portfolio company is maybe a little sick of the PE firm, constant requests and demands for information today and yesterday. Um, and we are really the salve. So we go in, we are the neutral third party. We are there to help the PE firm get what they need every month and every quarter and every year, okay? We're also there on the ground at the portfolio company or in this day and age, maybe uh, remotely, but we are we are embedded in the portfolio company to help them do what they need to do to sort of, uh, for lack of a better phrase, get PE off their back. So let's build in this monthly close that is, we have a framework for doing it. We've done it a lot. You know, at ProCFO, we know how to do it. We can we can implement a framework that is sustainable and repeatable and all those things. Um, and, and it really, it helps everybody. That By the time we leave an engagement, the portfolio company is sad to see us go, even if maybe when we walk through the doors, they're not totally happy to see us. But by the time we leave, they are always sad to see us go. And we've always forged a great relationship with the PE firm. It's like, wow, this is a great weight off of our shoulder. We've had this due diligence process, which has been a little tenuous and tough. Um, and you've really kind of, you know, solved a lot of problems in a short amount of time. I mean, when, when we go in, we don't go in as a forever solution. We go in as, as an interim solution to kind of get this portfolio company up to speed, give them what they need to go forward. Um, and we do offer, you know, if there is a need to to hire a new CFO or just a first CFO, we can certainly help with that in terms of placement. Um, and if they need ongoing support on a part-time basis, that is what we do. Um, but we are not there to be a forever resource. We're to them to we're there to build the foundation within the portfolio company to let them do it themselves. Um, and it really is. I'm telling you, by the time we're done with an engagement, it is it is you are really we are the neutral party in this sometimes difficult relationship between a P 
you know, firm and its portfolio company. And, uh, and it's always kind of a nice ending. What a powerful, I don't know, testimonial, you know, that, that the, the PE company is always, uh, sad to see us go. Um, they, <laughs> and the portfolio company showed up, but they're sad to see us go. it sounds like, uh, it sounds like, it sounds like that's a pretty powerful combination. And Brian, just in the sharing that you've, you've done with us this morning, it's clear the, uh, not just the expertise, but the energy and the enthusiasm. And so if we go all the way back to, look, maybe you've outgrown or maybe you've got a small team who might just be in over their heads or dreading this. Or as you point out, then on the other side, it's been a tenuous, you've kind of been through the ringer. You just want to surround yourself with people who thrive in those environments and who look look forward to those environments. And you've got such a breadth and depth of experience that um, there's no intimidation. There's only opportunity. And you've really yes. uh, helped us explore that um, uh, this morning. And I think we've learned a lot. And I think we've only scratched the surface. So I hope that you'll come back and dive deeper into maybe some of the minutiae and the nitty gritty of some of that stuff that we need to get through in these circumstances. Thanks for- I'd love to. Yeah, let's do the masterclass, the the, the four hour masterclass on that. It's uh, awesome. It's condensed. Into <laughs> I say this to every business leader I meet. You guys, you have to listen to this. But it's the best twenty minutes you're going to spend all day, all year. Is just this one podcast because it's just so laser focused. And uh, it's been great to meet you and to get to know uh, this part of how you think and operate. And obviously, we've said this a thousand times. You don't need to know all the troubles you're experiencing or the the pain points you're having to just know that you've got a pain point and, and mm-hmm. Brian can help you figure out pro CFO partners can help you figure out any of the number of, of pro CFOs can help you figure out what needs to happen. Um, you don't need to, you don't necessarily need to have the, the diagnosis to know the prescription. We can help with all those things. I love it. You, you have a future at pro CFO partners. Should you ever want to change careers? I think you really, you, you, you figured this stuff out really quickly. I had a great time today. That's never happened in the history of the universe. Okay. Well, I had a great time today. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.